the name of Jesus Christ, through whom God provides the righteousness that you and I need for eternal life. Dear fellow hearers of God's holy word and dear fellow Lutheran Christians. I don't know about you, but the month of October is one of my favorite months for a lot of personal reasons. It's in the month of October that there are usually important football games, the beautiful fall colors. We also sometimes look forward to October because of some important baseball games. There are other reasons that I enjoy October as well. It's during the month of October that I'm able to go on, on that fall grouse hunt up north in my home county. And it's also the month in which I celebrate my birthday, although they're not as fun as they used to be. Perhaps you, you like some things about October too. Now, we may all enjoy October for individual reasons, but there's one reason that collectively, I think, we enjoy the month of October too. Because it's usually in the month of October that we are reminded and that we celebrate that we are Lutheran Christians. Now the question I ask is, do you know why you're a Lutheran Christian? Is it simply because maybe your mom and dad were Lutheran? Is it because there was a Lutheran church that was closest to your home? Or, or maybe St. Paul became your home church because it had a Lutheran grade school? Or do you know what it means to be a Lutheran? Does being a Lutheran mean that I really like coffee on Sunday morning or green jello at potluck meals? Is that what it means to be a good Lutheran? Or does it simply mean that, uh, well, I'm just not one of another denomination? Or perhaps maybe it doesn't make all that much difference anyways because some would have us believe that really one church is not all that different from another. Well, I hope and pray that you and I would understand what it means to be Lutheran and what, what, what a blessing that is. So what does it mean to be a Lutheran Christian? Well, in many ways you could say to be a Lutheran Christian is to believe and to teach what Martin Luther believed and taught. And we want to believe and teach what Martin Luther believed and taught because Martin Luther believed and taught what the Bible teaches and what the Bible wants us to believe. And so this morning we want to talk about that. Because even though there are many different teachings in God's Word, and all of them are important, there's one teaching from God's Word in many ways that overrides them all, overarching. And the basic teaching of the Bible is this, that God provides for sinners like you and me the righteousness that we need for heaven through someone else's righteousness. And that, of course, is none other than Jesus, our Savior. And so we want to talk about that this morning based on the Old Testament lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And that's why I chose for the theme of our sermon this morning, you and I are righteous through 
the righteous one, namely Christ Jesus. Now, talking about the kind of people we are, there's, there's one kind of people that we don't want to be. We don't want to be the kind of people that are always pointing the finger and blaming everyone else for your own faults or your own mistakes. Well, this morning, sadly, no, gladly, I'm going to tell you that that's the kind of God we have. He took our faults and our mistakes and he put the blame on someone else. And that someone else was Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so this morning we want to talk about how God did that. And that's what the lesson from Isaiah is really all about. You might recall that Isaiah chapter 53 is a reading that we often use on Good Friday. It's really a prophecy about the events of Good Friday. Although Isaiah lived 800 years before Jesus was born, it's as though Isaiah were sitting at the foot of the cross on Good Friday as he wrote the words of this chapter. And so in these words, he tells us how God dealt with our sin. He writes, It was the Lord's will to crush him. That's talking about Jesus and cause him to suffer. The Lord made his life a guilt offering. He poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors hanging between two thieves. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Do you see how God put the blame on Jesus? And that news is news that brings great comfort. It brought great comfort to Martin Luther. You see, he had been taught that in order to be at peace with God, he had to earn God's favor by his good works, by his own personal suffering. And if he didn't do enough good while he lived, he would have to suffer punishment when he died. But then through the study of Holy Scriptures... Luther discovered the gospel truth that the righteousness that God demanded of him in the law is the righteousness that he provides in the gospel in the person of Jesus Christ. And the way I usually kind of explain that with my confirmation students is this, because the word righteousness is a big word, and the root word of righteousness is right. And what God demands of each of us is that in our life, we do everything perfectly right according to the commandments. And then if we break any of those commandments, we have to make things right with God by paying the debt of our sin. Well, none of us can do that. But Christ Jesus did that for us. He lived a perfectly right life for us and then he made things right between us and God by paying for all the things that we broke in God's law. That's the righteousness that Luther found in the gospel, that he was righteous in God's eyes through the righteousness of the only one who was ever righteous. And that's Jesus Christ our Lord. 
And that's what it means for us to be Lutheran Christians too. Because you and I both know that we can never be good enough to earn eternal life. I mean, have you kept God's law perfectly today, just in the few hours that you've been awake? I haven't. And we know that with all of our good works, we could never pay for our sins, and all of our tears and all of our suffering could never keep us out of the punishment of hell that we deserve. But God provides a way to eternal life for us. It's through the righteousness of Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so when the demands of God's law begin to feel like a burden that we can't carry, or when the guilt over sin bears us down and we know we deserve to go to hell, that's the time to look to Jesus. You see, all that he is... In all that he did, the righteous one, is all yours by faith. That's what it means to be righteous through the righteous one. But there's more. And it has to do with the resurrection from the dead. You see, what I mean is this. What if Jesus, the Son of God, died for you and me, and that's all that he did? In other words, what if Jesus is still dead in the grave? If Jesus were still dead in the grave, that means that you and I have no hope for eternal life. But he's not dead. He rose from the dead. And Paul kind of explains what that means for us. In that great resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul explains what it would mean for us if Christ were still dead. If Christ has not been raised, Paul wrote, then you and I, our faith is a joke and we're still in our sins. But thanks be to God, Jesus did rise. And Paul explains what that means for us too in his letter to the Romans when he said, He, that is Jesus, was delivered over to death because of our sins and he was raised to life because of our justification. And do you remember what the word justification means? That God, on the basis of Christ's work of atonement, accepted Christ's payment and then declared sinners like you and me not guilty. How could that be? You know the answer. He declares us not guilty for the sake of Christ and his righteousness. And the proof that Jesus did all that was necessary for us to go to heaven is his resurrection from the dead. Just as surely as his grave is empty, so are the charges against us. They've been vacated. So what does that mean for us? When we come here to worship our God, we do come with our burdens from life we do come with our guilt and our load of sin. But we leave here being assured that through Christ, God has declared us righteous. 
That's what it means every time when we gather for worship and having confessed our sins, the pastor turns to us and says, by the authority of Christ, I forgive you all your sins. How can that be? Jesus is alive. Or like this morning, Pastor Nass announced to us after our confession, by the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. Dear friends, you can trust that. Why? Because Jesus' grave is empty. And because his grave is empty, so shall ours. That's what Isaiah was also writing about in that, in that uh, reading from the Old Testament. When, when he wrote these words, it was the Lord's will to crush him, yes. It was the Lord's will to crush him. And through, the, through uh, the Lord, and though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. In other words, after Jesus died, he was going to come back to life and live, and he's going to see his offspring. And who's his offspring? You are. Believers are. After the suffering of a soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. We are righteous through the righteous one. And that's the best news. Jesus talked about this redeeming work in the gospel lesson for today when he said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. That was the ambition the goal of his living and dying when he came to this world. And nothing was going to stop him. Not the objections of his disciples, not the accusations of his enemies, not death, not the grave. Jesus accomplished our redemption. Well, unlike James and John, who foolishly had an ambition to be seated highest next to Jesus in glory. May it always be our humble ambition to hold on to Jesus for eternal life because it's only through him that you and I will get to heaven. And you know how he did that. He provided the righteousness we need. And that's what it means to be a Lutheran Christian knowing and believing this truth, we are righteous through the righteous one. May by God's grace we always hold on to that truth and may by God's grace we always share that truth. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.